Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Matt Aguilar here from comicbook.com. And welcome to Comic Book Nations, the pool list where we talk about all things comics all the time this is a special episode it's the end of the year happy holidays to everyone uh, who's listening and also tuning in uh we are going to be talking about our best comics of the year so uh it makes all the sense in the world for me to have my regular brother from another kofi outlaw and welcoming for the first time to the show chase magnet who runs uh all of our comic reviews all those reviews you see every single week uh he is the maestro that brings that all together so uh big round of applause <laughs> welcome to the show also known as He Who Remains. <laughs> How are you, buddy? Thanks so much for joining. I'm really glad to be here. It's nice to have a little bit of a break and be able to uh, hop in with you guys to talk comics this morning. Absolutely. Uh, and it is one of those things that is... I forget just how many comics uh, we cover here until I go back through. And like I try not to be a complete you know, person like recency bias. Like I jump back to January and go, okay, what came out and... I'm just continually astounded, like how great a year it's been uh, in comics and so many books that I love that I completely forgot about uh, in February and March. And uh, so it's it's been a, a great year. Uh, we're going to go through. So for everyone tuning in, uh, we're going to be going through our top three. Uh, they don't have to be in any particular order. I listed mine in order, but honestly, I love all of them. And I imagine it's the same way for everybody else here. We're also going to have an honorable mention, which we'll do in a separate section afterwards. Uh, and then we will go through as promised for the uh, golden issue comic book winners for, for kind of the big three categories. Uh, so Chase, as a uh, as our, our wonderful guest, uh, you are a first. So what were your kind of top three books of this year? I want to start with a book that I, I want to encourage everyone to pick up. Uh, 20th Century Men was the, it, it ended at the start of this year. It was a six issue miniseries from Image uh, written by Dennis Camp and illustrated by Stepan Morian. And it's this reimagining of late 20th century history. Uh, people are probably going to think of like Watchmen when they think about it, because you've got both the Soviet Union, the United States with these super powered individuals um, but it centers on the nation of Afghanistan, and it's about these two nations vying over a very real people and Morian's artwork throughout it, whether he's portraying the narrative based in the United States, based in Afghanistan, based in the Soviet Union, shifts dramatically. And it's the way that it utilizes the superhero genre to emphasize both what comics are capable of as art, but also to get us to consider perspectives we never may have seen before and it ends on a note that i haven't been able to get out of my head since i read it on a plane at the start of this year i, I think about it still regularly today uh and it's just a truly tremendous book it's the sort of thing uh, i hope to get the opportunity to teach someday so 20th century men i think is going to be one of my books of the decade and it's definitely oh, a book wow. of the year amazing yeah uh my other two both boom studios publications uh, I was a tremendous fan of Damn Them All. Simon Spurrier is a writer that I will pick up anything he reads throughout the X books. He's been doing kind of a Nightcrawler saga. Uh, he just brought back a 
fantasy book of his called Coda, but damn them all was his riff coming out of Hellblazer. He did this really acclaimed 12 issue Hellblazer run at uh, DC, and they're going to be bringing him back to do a new one start of 2024. Uh, but he went to boom and did damn them all, which is about essentially John Constantine's niece, a uh, young lady with a hammer who's surrounded by demons in a world in which demons can be controlled by coins. And it gets into issues of power um, and the way that different systems and different people justify their use of power. And it's this really compelling uh, character study combined with a big issue lens. Um, and on top of all that, it's Charlie Adler drawing whore, the guy who defined the walking <laughs> dead, uh, drawing just these horrifying, um, like angelic style, multiple eyes, pulling out into dimensions beyond human imagination type thing. It's you get the, the grimy whore that he does so well, but he's doing things I've never seen him do. And, and Charlie Adler is a master. So you're making sales over here. All I'm, right. What's the, let's, I, let's I, round I, it off. Uh, and then yeah. finally we've got something new uh, that isn't quite done yet, but it's a five issue mini series. Um, some of our readers may remember the mini deaths of Layla star. We gave a lot of positive coverage to that a few years ago. Writer Ram V and artist Felipe Andrade returned to do Rare Flavors. It's a story set in India about a young man making a documentary with someone he doesn't know to be uh, essentially a demonic presence. I believe it's technically a Rakshasa. Uh, and so they're going around and they're doing like this uh, Anthony Bourdain style, like loving uh, imagination of where does this food come from? What's its history? What's its roots and culture? And then the Rakshasa is eating people. And so it's this blend of fantasy and and what food means to us culturally how food comes to rec be recognized as like a form of love uh and so it's this wonderful blending of genre and something that we all share the experience of food uh and it's something i'm really enjoying there's a couple issues left and uh something that makes me look forward to more comics in 2024 oh my god okay so like damn them all i completely i uh, just like that kind of slipped by my my radar so i i gotta say like now that is i i must dive in you have sold me completely <laughs> yeah i mean i'm i'm on all three of this i really now curious about 20th century man i haven't checked that out so i kind of want to check that out real real bad uh i guess i'll is it me up next i think we're going yeah you're up next buddy all right, so uh, I'm the opposite of Matt. Let me just start by saying I'm the opposite of Matt. Uh, Matt thought out and went back to the beginning of the year. I forgot we were doing this for this one. And so these are my panicked things. I was like, when I start to panic, what is it I really think about when I, I got to put my back against the wall and it gets squirrely and I'm just trying to remember everything that happened this year? Um, and so these are my picks from my place of panic that I can – tell you i'm thinking about so the first one is superman um joshua williamson and jamal campbell we got the benefit of getting to talk to them before this book relaunched but we've all been kind of circling this question I i've been doing this now for like 16 years and in that entire time there's been this ongoing debate like what do we do about Superman? Who should Superman be? What is a modern Superman all about? Like Superman, 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 what do we do? It never fits. All these things have been tried. You know, I, I've been around since the 90s when we were standing outside the comic shop for the death of Superman, the long-haired Superman, Superman made of lasers. You know, there's been all this stuff. 
Joshua Williamson and Jamal Campbell kind of with their new Superman series just have taken it back to the roots. They came onto this show, go back and watch that interview. I'm telling you, we break good stuff and people just sleep on it until it like becomes a major thing. But go back and listen to that interview now. And they were just talking about their love of growing up and seeing Superman, the animated series and wanting to kind of capture that and put it in a book. And there's a lot of these things that people do nowadays with these kind of like attempts at retro stuff, like, you know, making a Batman 89 comic or, you know, continuing this cartoon series in a comic. But this is a new take on Superman that feels very classic and new at the same time. Jamal Campbell's already kind of redefined, like made a whole new iconography, this cover you're looking at in our image. That is like the new wallpaper image for everybody to cut up for Superman. The artwork in that book is incredible when it's Campbell and all the artists who are, who are working on it. But Campbell's art in particular is just incredible and just, it, it just makes you feel like this is Superman and it captures the character in a new modern circumstance. The things that are happening in this book are interesting. Metropolis is actually a place. It has like a history. It's as interesting as Gotham. There are secrets in there. There's intrigue. Lex Luthor and Superman are doing something new and interesting. Superman has new resources. So there are these new things, but still, it's still about this character who is just inherently noble and good, no matter the circumstance and how that kind of affects others. And even Jimmy Olsen has gotten some shine and some boot and some nice loving in this book uh it has just been incredible to see what it's like to just be made to feel like a kid again and get back to the roots of just kind of loving superman in that pure way and i still think it's being slept on in a way because i don't think people are looking at this and being like oh yeah now we're back like it isn't that hard to do superman it just takes people with the right creative passion and love of the character and the love of the fun of the character which they convey in this book so I recommend that so highly. Uh, Superman, great book. The other one is The Immortal X-Men. And uh, yeah, this I had to pick. I've been a big fan of the Krakoa era of X-Men. Um, but Karen Gillen and like the team behind this book, this book has tackled some of the most X-Men-y X-Men type things you can tackle, right? Um, like fate, time travel, cause and effect, all this stuff even when it like freaked out and went to other things like the sins of sinister universe and all that, like when these books have morphed and this creative team has been behind them, they've managed some of the biggest kind of balls to juggle in the air and made X-Men into this interesting sci-fi kind of weird adventure that feels like it has stakes and epicness to it. Like X-Men feels less campy and more epic like I could see Immortal X-Men as like an HBO series. You know what I mean? Like there's enough to these and there's deep writing in this and each book breaks down. Like I think one of my favorite X-Men stories of the year is just the story of what happened when they revealed like the four sinister clones and like how that all happened in Nathaniel Essex. And it's just like a bottle story about this character that's been done to death. But again, people making this old stuff into new stuff. I I'm really digging and, uh, yeah, it, I'm just, it's kind of a hard one because it's not something I can recommend to new readers and be like, jump on in, splash on in. <laughs> You're going to get everything out of this. But if you've been reading all of this Krakoa era stuff, there are some clear top dogs and in, in who's risen to the top creatively. And this is definitely one of them and one of my favorite X-Men book in the years. 
And uh, same goes, I'll keep it brief because I, I just looked and I didn't realize me and Matt were so in sync in some of this. But uh, my last one, I'll keep brief because, you know, you got to be careful of recency bias. But uh, Tom King's Wonder Woman was a big deal. There was a lot of people who were up in the air about this one when it came out. And it that first issue was very divisive for a lot of people because of the kind of risky choice angle into it that we made. But ever since then, issues two, three, and I think we just did four have been so well done that I, I don't want to call it early, but I have a feeling that in the end, this could be up there with Superwoman, Woman of Tomorrow as like, you know, Tom King's depiction of these iconic DC female characters and just what makes them so powerful and so unique um, and just so awesome. And the way this book and the artist, I'm just like blanking on the artist right now because I'm not as well known as Matt and I'll let him cook, but the way it depicts her dimensions the size of things like the invisible jet comparatively to like men around her and like that whole dynamic adds an extra layer i've never considered and just the storytelling in this feels again epic stakes like somebody who really loves and understands this character and is uh making it old and new at the same time oh yeah that's why i never say the artist's name thank you chase uh daniel sam matt jump in and save me like oh sam here St. Pierre, there we yeah, go. That's I how I say it. it. <laughs> so, all right. So, I, I mean, we're just getting into it, but I, I mean, already there are things that I feel happening with the Wonder Woman mythos and character that I feel like are going to stick around for a long time after this. So, those are my three books. Um, sorry, I know I'm leaning down the indie crowd, and I'm so sorry for letting you guys down that <laughs> I did. Letters, but we can't talk forever. But these were my panic picks, but we can't talk forever. But uh, throw it to you, Matt. No, they're all, and they're all great. It's funny, uh, me and Gofi, I, I actually, just, I thought even before I, I wrote them down, I was like, we're probably going to be a little simpatico on, on some of this stuff. And, and it it's very true. And honestly, um, the, you know, I'll start with Superman. Look, Kofi already, you know, said it so well. And, and I, I agree with all of those points. I just think this is a, you know, there was so much talk over the last decade of how to, if Superman was, you know, for our society, it passed him by and what makes a good Superman story and the outdatedness of things and all that, th that debate was constant and for so long. And it, and it just goes to show like, you know, he's like any other hero. Like you can tell a great story <laughs> with, with Superman and you can build out a supporting cast and you can uh, find new, you know, intrigue to build off of in his city uh, so well. And it just, it just takes some creative ideas um, some outside of the box thinking, also some adherence to just classic certain elements that are just classic and intrinsic to the character. And I think Superman just does it all of that extremely well. There's so many interesting threads uh, that I, you know, there's still stuff that they're they're pulling in uh, from the annual that we still haven't even really had a chance to get to yet. And, you know, Moonlight, I, all that. Oh, Marilyn is just like that whole character is just. I cannot wait to find out more about that character and all the Perry stuff and Lex's history. There's just so many different things that they're doing in that book. In addition to just building a great Superman. And, and I will say Jamal Campbell's artwork, like far sector is one of my favorite books will pretty much always be <laughs> uh, that. And it's just a modern classic in my opinion and Campbell's artwork. If you love what you're seeing in Superman, you're going to absolutely love that book as well. But like, you know, he can do no wrong for me. Like that's just, there's just something about that artwork that 
is just brilliant and it perfectly pairs with the kind of animated series feel to the the book it's a perfect pairing in my opinion of, of writer and artist so um superman for the win there i have loved that book that book is actually one of the rare things that launched earlier this year so like the entire run has taken place in 2023 um and you know for the other one i had to go back a little bit because it's wow. Cap captain marvel uh ended its run in 2023 and i was like okay was it like the last issue like i couldn't honestly remember and i was like no no it was the last five so i was like okay that qualifies to me <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna put that in here it's a 50 issue run but that those last five issues were actually some of the best issues in the run so that's kind of what vaulted it over some other picks uh that were more recent and kelly thompson you know as we'll get to kelly thompson has had a great year uh she ended one run started up another run has indie books but she did something really special with Captain Marvel over the course of 50 issues. Uh, she explored her as a character. She built that supporting cast to be one of the best in comics. All of those things are, you know, she brought a, a story with Rogue that who has that has been so uh, such a vital part of her story from so long ago. She brought that full circle in a really interesting way. So I just. There was so much done there. It's going to be hard to follow. We have another Captain Marvel run uh, that I'm enjoying. But again, Labar is set really high for me uh, because of what Thompson did. Um, you know, and also Carmen Carnero and, and all the artists that were involved with that book uh, are great. Oh, sorry, sorry. My munchkin is also very excited about comics. <laughs> so uh, I I just uh, adored what she did. And uh, I'm sad to see it go. It was very bittersweet for me to say goodbye, but, uh, but it's awesome. Uh, and so that ended with its big issue 50 this year. And then starting out, I had to go back because I was like, okay, Wonder Woman by Tom King has been, and then you know, has been fantastic. But I was like, we're only four issues in. Is it going to be, you know, is that enough to vault it over some other books? And it is. Lo and behold, spoiler alert. Uh, it very much is. I have enjoyed my, my high bar for Wonder Woman is Greg Rucka. Uh, I adore that run. And there have been some great Wonder Woman runs before that and after, but that run is kind of like what sits at the top of the character for me. And in four issues, we're already kind of starting to enter that air. And that's impressive to me. Uh, the bottom could fall out. Obviously, we could be talking in 2024. I was like, I don't know what happened, but I don't see that happening. And as of right now, I just, man, like every issue is just so, does something so unique and, and, important to the character and it's displaying the character in a way that he promised in in interviews and if you go back and watch those interviews on comic book nation like all the things he's saying about what he was aiming to do with the character have panned out so far so uh i and the art is just gorgeous uh, i can't wait to see what you know yara coming into the to the fray does and if we get prolonged stuff there all the trinity stuff is really interesting to me so, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I tried. I went back. I have a full list, and there are some amazing books this year. But Wonder Woman so far has managed to uh, make such an impression that I could not not include on the list. Uh, so that's my uh, top three there. Uh, and then we're going to move into honorable mentions. This could have been like six picks, honestly. so long. But uh, let's start, Chase. Let's start with your honorable mention here. I wanted to make sure that I, I – gave some love to capes comics <clears throat> and so i thought what was the most fun i had reading a superhero comic this year that was peacemaker tries hard uh this is <laughs> kyle starks who writes maybe the funniest comics in comics today 
and Steve Pugh, who's like big, buoyant illustrations of the DC universe. Uh, all of these wild characters like Monsieur Mala. It's just a bunch of C-listers running around, engaged in shenanigans. You get the Red Bee, who's this ridiculous Golden Age superhero. Uh, but at the heart of it, much like James Gunn's TV show, there's this really strong line of sincerity. There's this uh underlying love of the underdog and of of losers who want to try better and so i remember just reading and laughing my butt off for six issues and getting to the end of peacemaker tries hard and thinking like oh man like it's still there i i've been reading these books for more than 20 years and like i'm still not a cynic so that was nice to be reminded of this was uh i the, i really enjoyed this. <laughs> i really enjoyed this and I saw it on the list and I was glad someone mentioned it because it's even, I mean, geez, that cover says it all, but even <laughs> great, great props. Uh, Kofi. Um, I don't know if we have recency bias so much as we might have uh, interview bias. It seems like we pick a lot of things with the people we interview. Um, uh, I don't know what that's about. That's but, really um, true. <laughs> yeah. Right. But um, one book that I'm the complete opposite of chase on this one, like, this book stuck with me in a in a messed up way. Like I haven't been able to get it out of my head, um, which is Clayface one Batman Clayface or uh, Batman one bad day Clayface. First of all, shout out the whole one bad day line pretty much across the board was a successful experiment to me. They were great one shot like high prestige stories about classic Batman villains, but the Clayface one uh, really just took the cake and. It was about Boris and the classic Clayface, and but it was also about kind of like the Matt Duke and kind of like the fame of it all. Like what this book did. First of all, it's a great horror story. Second of all, it's a great kind of metaphor for like the obsession of fame and especially in today's culture, kind of what lengths we go to for fame, for this imagined sense of achievement and recognition and all of this stuff and, and how we can just totally lose ourselves in chasing that kind of stuff. And it's like, it's this Clayface is scarier than Clayface has ever had any business being. And it, it's not because of his big clay powers. It's because of the mania you get through this book about in this character's internals and just perfectly plotted out noir horror tale like from the opening panels in front of a mirror, like uh, Colin, uh, Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing just write like a really freaky, like I would love to see those guys make like a serial killer movie. Like they, they would be really good at it. And uh, uh, Hermonico is that, did I say that right, Matt? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. The artwork in this is just spectacular. And like I said, there's so many references to movies and, like you know popular culture stuff in there kind of easter eggs buried in here that are hilarious down to just the turns of the plot and like what the story begins to be about and a, a last image that will haunt me probably forever so oh yeah that's yeah. right i forgot about yeah. that <laughs> and so yeah one bad day was a great run but uh clayface was just like something i picked up because I did it for work and I was like, all right, yeah, clay Facebook, let me jump into this. And by the end, I was just like, no, who am I? Like, you know, and it was just, it was who great. Am so, I? Yeah. Had you questioning everything about yourself? <laughs> and me questioning everything. Yeah. <laughs> no, am I really made of clay? Uh, I will yeah. say the, uh, all of the, you know, one bad days. I actually went back and I, I almost put Bane in here because I, I loved the Bane book so much. 
the Roz book was really good. Like there have been Riddler. some really, I, you know, I yeah. missed, I missed Catwoman actually. Um, and I, I missed actually, that one too. Yeah. Now I want to go back and, and read that one, but there was some really good, I, I almost put the main one in here just cause you know, wrestling and me and comics. I mean, what are you going to do? Um, but for me, the, you know, the pick here had to go to something is killing the children. It honestly almost made, I can't believe you. the top three. And I knew it. I knew you were going to bring it up. <laughs> And I have the books here to send. <laughs> They're right here. They're right outside here. I was nice. I meant to actually make it a Christmas thing, and then I, of course, steal space. Um, so but here's the thing: I don't mean this in a taunting way because <laughs> you've been reading right along. However, they're really the in this image in particular, like the cutter arc of giving Erica a nemesis that really pushed her and leaves the like the character in a really weird space moving forward. And I'm very curious as to what, like what they do next. Uh, just the series just continues to, to do amazing things. And I just, I cannot wait as we, the further we get along and we introduce more of these characters and also focus on some of the different houses. I just like that series, that TV series cannot get here fast enough. Like I need to see this in live action. It's going to be amazing. Uh, and so that was my, so that's my pick here. Uh, obviously, you know, I made a mention of it before, uh, but we, you know, for golden issues, uh, we touched on it. We teased on it a little bit last time, but we actually have the winners here. So uh, for best writer, uh, we have Kelly Thompson, as mentioned before. Now uh, it is for Birds of Prey, which me and Kofi have. That's my next of... honorable mention. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chase, you had a chance to check out Birds or no? I, I absolutely adore Birds of Prey. Uh, this so one, good. again, like right on, limiting it to a list of four is real, real tough. Um, yeah. But I expect this is the sort of series that I'm hoping to be talking about at the end of next year when we've got like 16 issues under our belts and we're like, Agreed. this is the best Birds of Prey has ever been. Um, it's it's superb. Uh, the moment I got issue one, I was immediately, I keep short boxes at the back of my classroom and there were a few young ladies where i was like you should read this like i was, was, <laughs> I was, I was like, read more comics you're gonna love this and then, like it's hitting real hard yeah uh batgirl and barda for like yeah alone, of just alone. yeah alone those <laughs> scenes of little bat scenes are just amazing like it's just stuff you never knew you wanted to see with these girls like amazing series yeah it's it's fantastic and i hold look i mean uh we we had the chance to talk to kelly and um i you know told her like i i'm a huge i don't have very many runs anymore in like my long boxes because i ended up like selling a lot just because i got tired of lugging long boxes from place to place uh but i keep my gail simone birds of prey run like there's a there's a couple of runs that i keep and like i adore gail's birds of prey uh kelly's already like on the way to that's like another must you know have run like there, there's been so much done in just those first few issues and it's just such an interesting team too and yeah i i can't praise that pick enough so best writer kelly thompson best artist hey hey i think we're it's on something be, uh, jamal campbell I just want to say, Birds is going to be one of the best graph. I think this first arc will be one of the best kind of trades of, of oh, the next year. Like, collected? Easily. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, and as we talked about, Campbell has been doing magnificent work, uh, even though recently in the last like couple of issues, uh, he's been on covers mostly. Uh, but I cannot wait for kind of a return to full interiors because just man, like that cover alone. I, I said it at the time, and I think I even told him, I was like, you're 
your cover, your artwork for like issue one and two have become like the standard go-to images for comicbook.com. If you search Superman, you're going to find a lot of Jamal Campbell in those headers. Uh, and it's because how can you not use that? That's uh, gorgeous. Uh, and then best ongoing series, again, tying in uh, to an issue we've already mentioned, Immortal X-Men uh, won best ongoing. So, you know, oh, really? congratulations. Yeah, that won best ongoing comic. Uh, so we're we're right on the money. See, we think we're not, we're on the outskirts, but we're not. We just, we just speak what the people think. You know what I mean? That's, that's good times. Uh, we've got a full list of other categories as well. Amazing. This was an amazing year for comics across the board. Um, so definitely check those out on comicbook.com. You get to check out the full list of winners. There are also a ton of reviews. Uh, I know because Chase waits on mine every single week, and I apologize <laughs> for always pulling mine in right at the wire. Uh, but, uh, you know, we've got a ton of books out that you can check out our full review roundup for this week's newest books on comicbook.com as well. Uh, so, yeah, happy holidays to everyone. This has been an amazing thing. I hope everyone's enjoying the pull list and our kind of full on discussions about comics every single week. Uh, I enjoy doing them. I know Kofi loves to talk about it. We love to get people on here who actually talk comics from the website, like Chase, like Adam, like Jamie, uh, like Nicole. It's been awesome this year to get everyone's voices in here. And I look forward to doing more of that uh, in 2024. Kofi, Chase, you got anything you want to send off before we head out? I always will be wondering how my picks could have been affected if I had read Something's Killing the Children, but, you know, we'll never know. Also, Transformers is so dope and would have been also my fifth, I think, pick or fifth or sixth pick in there. So read the new Transformers run that's going on because that's super dope. Awesome as well. Uh, Chase? I'll just say thank you for having me on. I had a lot of fun this morning and hope to make my way back here at some point down the line. Uh, also, just talking through, there wasn't a single bad title like every time i heard it and i heard like superman when i heard immortal x-men i was like these are books i love so it's just nice here at the end of the year to be reminded that, that comics as incredible as they ever were so that's a that's a good reminder to have to take into 2024 thanks for having me on Absolutely. i have so many to go read right now so let's get on out of here <laughs> all right catch you guys later have a wonderful new year's and we'll see you next week peace <laughs>